Welcome back. My guest is Evelyn Kissinger, Nutrition Director for Lifestyle Matters. And Evelyn, just before we stopped for the break, we were talking about these superfoods that fight cancer. And high on your list was the beans, and right behind it was the berries. Yes, there's a lot of protection in eating whole foods, whole plant foods. And some of the winners happen to be beans and berries. And we were talking about how they're high in fiber and a lot of antioxidants and phytochemicals that can actually protect the cells from damage. And if they are damaged, it can help to repair the damage. And some of them work right on the DNA levels. Plus, it has dietary fiber. And the dietary fiber changes the microbiome. Heard of the microbiome, the bacteria, the bacteria and fungi that's in our digestive system. And we're just now learning about microbiome because of, you know, science and technology is just now discovering that this is a huge protective factor for our immune system. Over 70% of our immune system is influenced by the microbiome. And so when we eat these high fiber foods, these whole plant foods boost the way the body can protect itself. And one of the things that fiber does, it provides food for the bacteria and fungi, the good stuff. It provides good microbiome food that produces short chain fatty acids. And then those short chain fatty acids flow throughout the body, throughout the nervous system, through the vagus nerve that goes to the brain and enhances brain function even. So when you eat a good diet for protection from cancer, you're also getting protection from other lifestyle diseases. Yeah, and I thought that that fiber also kept the food moving through the digestional tract, which has a benefit for cancers of the digestive tract. Especially with colorectal or colon cancer, yes. And these beans, they actually have different types of fiber. They've got the soluble, the insoluble, and the resistant starch. And the body breaks down the fibers at different locations in the digestive tract. When the resistant starches are digested in the lower colon, it provides a lot of protection in that area as well. So having a wide variety of plant foods, but especially including beans. Now, there's some people that are afraid of eating beans because of the gas and whatever. But, you know, when you think about the population groups that eat a lot of beans, I mean, do they have a lot of problem with gas, I wonder? Yeah, well, it doesn't seem like those things have stopped them from enjoying the benefits of the beans. (laughs) Well, actually, there's two carbohydrates in beans that aren't digested till they get to your lower colon. And the more beans you eat, the body says, whoa, I need to make sure that I've got these enzymes and bacteria to digest. So the more often that you eat beans, the more your body is ready to digest them. So you start out maybe slowly. You add beans, some garbanzos to your salad. You put some beans in your vegetable soup. You do some beans and rice. And you slowly start adding more and more beans to your life. And your microbiome goes, yay, you know, we're happy with this. But also when we eat a lot of fats and sugars, it creates a different families of the microbiome grow. And those are not favorable to health. And it actually affects the appetite. So the type of microbiome that's growing tells the brain to send me more. So if I'm eating a lot of sugar, the microbiome that loves sugar grows and grows and grows and tells the brain, send me more sugar. Fats are the same way. Send me more fats. 
But when we eat high-fiber whole foods, the brain says, give me more healthy food. And it changes the taste buds even. And I don't know if you've experienced going off of sugar and then other things start to taste sweeter. You know, the whole taste bud experience can change. Isn't adaptability of this system amazing? We are wonderfully made, aren't we? Yeah, so we can actually adapt the wrong way with a growing appetite for the wrong things, or we can adapt with actual joy and desire for what's good. That's right. And once we have the healthy microbiome, everything is easier. So it's worth the willpower to get there. It's worth taking those strategies to build a healthy microbiome, and then you actually, what I call, crave the good stuff. You actually want to eat healthy things, and you're not drawn toward that sugar, fat, I got to have my fix. We live in a society where food is everywhere and available. The struggle is there. But if I leave home with a healthy breakfast and my tank is full, then when I pass the donuts at work, it's a different experience than if I'm starving or the vending machines or, or the driving by the fast food places. I have a different experience if my body has the nutrients and the fiber from regularly scheduled meals. And the satisfaction. And the satisfaction. I mean, your body likes it. You learn to like it. And that's a completely different element of desire when you come up against the wrong thing. That's right. And we train ourselves our whole physiology actually changes. So the beans are great. The berries. What else? Berries every morning. The green leafy vegetable. We talked about the cruciferous vegetables of making sure that we get plenty of the cruciferous vegetables, which would be the broccoli and cabbage and even dark green leafy vegetables fit into this category as well. Like I said, you know, in the South, it's beans, greens, and cornbread. And I love the collards, but mustard greens or beet greens or they any kind of greens. can be a little greens. bit strong. Oh, I love them all. You've, you've, <laughs> you've done the journey. You've learned to really like it. I have too, but I do have my favorite. <laughs> What's your favorite? I like kale the best. Kale, yes. Oh, yeah. Curly kale. Love the kale too. And you can just barely saute it. You can put an onion in there or a red pepper and then lightly saute those greens. And I like to add something just a little bit of salty. I like to use liquid aminos, put a little lemon juice on top and sprinkle it with some toasted sesame seeds. And that's my favorite way to do greens. That sounds good. Dark green leafies have multiple nutrients and antioxidants that protect against cancers of the stomach, breast, ovarian, and lung cancer. The red family, you've probably heard about tomatoes and lycopene and how that reduces prostate cancer. So these flashy family of red and pink vegetables and fruits protect against the reproductive cancers and may inhibit cancer cell growth. I didn't know that. Also, eating whole grains. Studies show that 34% lower risk of cancer overall in people who eat whole grains versus those who don't. So when you're choosing bread, choose one with more fiber in it. Two to three grams of fiber per slice is a good choice, and that also helps to cultivate that good microbiome. Also having brown rice, oatmeal, corn, barley, bulgur wheat, are some of those your favorites as well? Yeah, I do. I love them a variety of ways, savory and sweet as breakfast foods, and of course they go well in some loaves too. I'm a vegetarian, and I enjoy these alternative substitutes for meat eating. Oh, sweet. There's other strategies that are very important also in reducing cancer risk of making sure we get enough 
activity in our life, some daily exercise. How does that affect the physiology in fighting cancer? Well, it's a lot about immune function and also reaching and maintaining your healthy weight. It helps your brain so that you're going to make better decisions. The whole protective factor of just having a strong body with more muscle than fat enhances our immune system. Which is daily fighting a cellular war. Every day. That's right. Keeps us strong. Getting enough rest when we don't get enough sleep. It's also hard to make good decisions. You know, a sleepy brain doesn't resist as much. It doesn't make as good a decisions. You know, later in the day when you're tired, you need to watch those choices. So the sleep is the rebuild time for the body. It's fixing cellular damage and things like this. Repairs all the damage while you're sleeping. Do you have anything else to say about sleep? Is there about rhythm, timing, anything like that, regularity? Yeah, staying as regular, trying to get to sleep earlier in the evening rather than late at night. When you're sleeping, the spinal fluid actually goes up into the brain and washes the brain out like a dishwasher. It cleans up not only the brain, but also the rest of the body. So getting enough sleep, at least seven or eight hours of sleep a night, helps blood sugar levels, helps appetite for the next day. Very, very important. Also having social support. We need each other in this life. So our social dynamic affects our brain, our chemistry, the way the whole immune system is either being boosted or dragged down by the stresses of those social relationships. Yes, and also if we are in a fighting battle with cancer, we need each other for sure at that time. So at every stage, we need social support on many levels. So having friends is not fluff. It is essential for a healthy mind, body, and spirit. Controlling stress, that's also a big one. When we have a lot of stress in our life, then that can actually increase the growth of cancer cells if they are there, but it affects the immune system as well when it's that chronic stress that's just continuing day after day. So having that time of rest and having time with friends and when we eat healthy foods, we're actually more stress resilient as well. Interesting. So learning to trust God, you know, this is a component of the overall health of mind, body, and person. We're living in a world where there's lots of problems. Some people have no sense that there's a loving God who really will listen, cares, and help us through them. This is probably one of the largely unexplored areas of scientific study in regards Mm -hmm. to the immune system. Mm -hmm. Well, we have over 200 different studies that show the relationship of spiritual health and physical health. Oh, really? So the science is actually... They have started focusing there. It's out there, yeah. That's amazing. So knowing that God loves us and that we're not off his radar screen, that he's intimately acquainted with our needs, it's a great boost. That's right. And God, you know, will help us in making healthy choices. A lot of people don't think to pray about their choices, but in the morning, you know, God, I'm about to get out of bed, and there's a lot of things I'm going to have to choose today. And Help me to choose you. Help me to choose healthy things to take care of this beautiful body temple that you've given to me. God will help us daily through this craziness of life, the stress of life, and helping us to have joy throughout the day. Amen. So God wants to help us with all these practical things. But, you know, after we've done everything we can do, there are still people we know who've practiced a healthy lifestyle and they still get cancer. And even my wife, as a young woman, was a very health-minded person, came from a very health-minded background, but she still got sick. Mm -hmm. And this is a very interesting quote that I'd like to read here about this. It says, amid all his afflictions, the Christian has strong consolation. 
and if God permits him to suffer a lingering, distressing sickness before he closes his eyes in death, he can with cheerfulness bear it all. He contemplates the future with heavenly satisfaction. A short rest in the grave, and then the life-giver will break the fetters of the tomb, release the captive, and bring him from his dusty bed, immortal, never to know pain, sorrow, or death. Oh, what hope is the Christian's! Let this hope of the Christian be mine. Let it be yours. That comes from a book Amen. entitled Our Father Cares. Amen. So we have somewhere to go. Let's fight the battle with superfoods. Superfoods. That's right. That's something that's in our control. We can make those choices, and they are, they are delicious choices. It's a gift. God's gift of food is to be enjoyed, and there's such a variety. So fill up your plate with lots of color. Lots of variety, and make sure there's some beans on there. That's right. I'm going to keep more on my plate, Evelyn. So thank you for joining us today. Again, my guest has been Evelyn Kissinger. She is the Director of Nutrition. And our final reminder to you is that God will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go, and He will guide you with His eye. Friends, let good information and a willing spirit lead you on the path to fight this battle and win. <laughs> 